just tuned into an old cast. You are not prepared. The robots are taking over. You could say they could have done something like that. Sure, do the beat. All right. I had a thing here and I totally forgot it. Made them all fucked up in the head. No! Decided that he was sick of his ordinary life. I told her <laughs> I said I smoke, I drink Red Bull, I drive a truck. And by God, I joined the army when I was 18, and they just hiss at me. Feel terrible for him. And now, onward with the Oddcast. La 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 la, World War II is gonna happen today in this special What an Oddcast. Ooh la 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 la. How you doing, Anthony? Ooh la 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 la. I'm doing good. How are you today, Jared? I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, so welcome to What an Oddcast. Jared Minnick, I'm Anthony Denny. As established, as always, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, today we're talking Tom and Jerry. And I'm super excited because this is a huge cartoon. This, this thing's 80 years old, and there's still kids that I, I my friends have that watch Tom and Jerry. Because it's just one of those things you can put on, kids enjoy it, everyone laughs, it's a fucking good time. Now, I don't think we really need to explain what Tom and Jerry is, but what is Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry is a is a classic cartoon about a cat and a mouse. And it's the same old premise of a cat and a mouse. It's a cat chasing a mouse and the mouse trying to get away from the cat, blah, blah, blah. And shenanigans. It's a good time. It's just a fun time. Uh, but before we get into Tom and Jerry, we get into all the all this shit that, uh, that we have here. Because there's a lot that we have, alright? So everyone bear with us. It's going to be a two-parter because there, there's so much history to cover over with such an important cartoon because uh, it, it's something that inspired everything that came after it. There's This is one of those ones that anyone can look back to that's an animation and be like, you know, yeah, I saw that as a kid, and it had inspirations on things that they took inspiration on. It's it's a big one. Which, uh, funny enough, you know, the styling that they use in Tom and Jerry with the whole, like, no actual talking, but rather just music, Red and Stimpy took heavily from that. If, if everyone can remember oh. from our Red and Stimpy episode... Good tag, good tag. Thank you. <laughs> I were I thought about that all day. Thank you. So before, but before we get into all that, as I said, uh, Anthony, I have yes, a little something I'd like to say. Oh. Thank you, James, uh, for getting on, and uh, he is officially my he full time co host for Fireside Chats. Uh, so I'd like to oh, thank yay. James right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, thank you, James. Uh, yes, and he fixed the Fireside Chat logo because uh, there's a whole crazy story. I still, I you know, I think I still have to tell you the entire thing of what happened with that. Um, it's real fun. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that after the show. Uh, but thank you, James, for fixing it and you know coming on to to really help me get that up and running. And uh, wouldn't have anybody else. Uh, and to all of you. 
Uh, let's get into our Tom and Jerry. And to do that, Anthony, I think we need to go in the time machine. Do you still have it ready? Um, yeah, always. It's a little cramped in here, though. I had a, I got a lot of rocks. Do I want to know why there's rocks? Well, because rocks are immortal, and you need immortal things to power a time machine. It's science, Jared. Who's who's the scientist here? Who's the one that built you and this TV and everything we have? Was it you? Well, I clearly couldn't have built me. Well, then there you go. But let's get in the time machine, set the timing back to 1937. 19, okay, that's a long, long ways away, but yeah. And I'll just continue drinking my coffee. Uh, I don't think I should walk out. It's uh, 1937, and I'm Mexican. I'll be fine. Shut the fuck up. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 1937. All right, now we're here. Animator and story man, Joseph Barbera. Begins working for icing animation at MGM. What's MGM? Good. That's Metro Goldwyn Meyer, which is oh. a big studio. They're the Lion People. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. Good. You're with me. Well, in 1937, they were one of the biggest studios around. No one could touch them. You wanted a movie made? They were one of only a couple studios you could go to that would make it for you. If you wanted to make anything big in movies or animation, they were the boss. So now we have ah. MGM established. They play a big part. Because they, oh, they're technically the... the Like, let's see. Cartoon Network has, like, Courage Cowardly Dog or Codename Kids Next Door. All these things there... Uh, that's all like Cartoon Network branding, WB. Then we go over here, and you've got Tom and Jerry as an MGM. Like, that was their big, giant fucking thing that is lasted them to this day. There's just... That that thing, I think, will always make the money. And then they also had, like, your live movies, like James Bond, uh, the Lion logo. It's all MGM. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one would be Disney. Yes, that's right. The Big House of Mouse, even back in the 1930s, it was Disney, was making it come up, too. So, now that we have that established. Joe Barbera. Here's that co-owner, Louis B. Meyer, wants to get fresh animation ideas from art from the artists to help compete because Disney had a little thing that had come out called Steamboat Willie. And things of that nature were starting to really pick up steam. So they're like, we need some new fucking ideas or we're going yeah, to Steamboat die. Billy's picking up steam. <laughs> picking up coal, Anthony. Keep with me. Keep it with me here. Keep it with me here. All right. All right. All right. Now, Joe. Now, we'll, sorry. I'll cut the theatrics so you can follow along. So Joe teams up with William Barbera, a fellow animator and director, to pitch a new idea. One of the first ideas that uh, comes to Will's mind is what about a cat and a mouse, a duo that's in constant conflict, right? That's a good right. one. Yeah, I right. would say so. Right. Well, Joe also agreed that like this idea, it's very treaded waters. It's something that's been done by everybody. It's a liked idea, but everybody's done it, but they can't come up with anything else. So like, you know what? All right, fuck it. I guess we'll just use this idea as a cat and a mouse. I don't know. We'll come up with something. Well, Darn. they did. Tr- <laughs> they they did try. 
uh, they were actually going to originally make it a fox and a hound that Disney really? later took as fox and the hound. <laughs> well, th- that explains it. Uh, so, yeah, they, they were going to originally do a fox and a hound, uh, but then they were just like, no, nah, you know, let's just stick with the cat and the mouse. So they did so, and they took it to producer Fred Quimby, uh, and Fred just flat out was like, this is a dumb idea. Like, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to go anywhere. Everyone's done a cat and a mouse thing. Like, nothing new. Fire well, that fuck guy. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to go ahead and give okay. you the green light. Okay. okay. All right? Okay, you all can right. make a short film for us. All right? But that's it. That's it. That's all this is going to be. It's going to be a total shit show. All right? You're, you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired <laughs> for this. <laughs> And do you know what that first short film happened to be, Anthony? Um, no, I'm not. I, I don't have anything. No. <laughs> oh, really? Really? <clears throat> well, they happened. Uh, Joe and Will. Uh, so we're just gonna call them Hannah Barbera. It's Hannah Barbera before they were Hannah Barbera. All right. If you haven't caught <laughs> on to that one. <laughs> Wait, who's this, Hannah Barbera? This... What have they done? <laughs> We'll get we'll get into that because they they go off on their own later on down the story here. So we'll just just bear with me, folks. So they get to work on this, and that's around 1938, 37 that they're they finally get the green light, and they're like, okay, we're gonna start working on this. In 1940, they released the first short film with their idea called "Puss Gets the Boot." <laughs> and uh, you can probably find that on a porn site, but it's not what you think. <laughs> Uh, which you can I find on YouTube. I have maturity of a child. <laughs> it's okay. We all do. Uh, but you can find that on YouTube. I watched it uh, just to kind of refresh myself. It's just... I'll I'll say this <laughs> before we go any further. It okay. was a different time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, people were not... Uh, there were not certain things that had changed about society. Big newsflash to any of you who don't know history at all. Uh, you know, the 40s and 30s, that whole time era, there is a different time. Racist. <laughs> well, Anthony got the elephant in the room. Because uh, <laughs> it was all about uh, Tom chasing around. Uh, well, they weren't called Tom and Jerry. They were actually called Jasper and Jinx. It was Jasper the cat chasing Ooh. around Jinx the mouse. And they didn't ever name them. That was just what they were going off of themselves. Uh, getting chased around by the nanny. Uh, nanny uh, Tammy Two Shows. Uh, sorry, Two Shoes. And uh, well, she was uh, an African American nanny. They had like your uh, very stereotypically racist uh, black nanny <laughs> voice. I don't know how else to put that. Uh, telling um, Tom like, that he needs to stop breaking things, and, and then it just turns into Jerry breaking things, which was later rebranded when they went on TV. Uh, they actually redid the entire episode, and it wasn't Tammy Two Shoes. They made her the house owner and Tom's owner. They tried to make uh, it better, but it's still why. clearly a racist voice. <laughs> Pretty sure there's another one where she like goes gambling, and it's the same concept of like the whole house is getting destroyed, and she like leaves a poker game to go beat the shit out of Tom. She yep. was in a few of them. She was in a few of them. Anyway. Well, well, because originally, if Tom messed up, she would get beat. <laughs> that's terrible. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bleep some. I'm going to bleep that. Whoa, that's going to make me sound really racist. 
no, I'm not saying it's okay. <laughs> white people did terrible well, white things. people? What's wrong with white people, Anthony? Slavery. I know there's been other slavery uh, and stuff, but I live in a white people country. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not... This is a debate for another time. And this another is a landmine. I'm avoiding the landmine. <laughs> I'm walking Wait, wait, wait. It. Are you saying that white people are okay? <laughs> God damn it. So the reason being MGM uh, took the idea as I said, is that they were super extremely fucking desperate. Like, Mickey Mouse, the whole Steamboat Willie thing was going on. Uh, Porky Pig short animations were going on in the theaters. So nobody was going to see what MGM was doing. They were losing all this potential money to things at Disney with Mickey Mouse or things with uh, uh, Warner Brothers and Mary, uh, Mary Melodies was doing with Porky Pig. So, like, we got to have something. Hmm. So they were like, fuck it. Let's use this Tom and Jerry idea. Let's just get this cat and mouse. Let's get it up there. So... Puss Gets the Boot debuted February 10th of 1940 in the theater circuits, and uh, it was a huge success. Like, it did very, very well. Uh, people really fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, and Leonard Moulton, uh, which uh, he's, uh, you know, I actually had to look up the picture because I'd, I'd seen this guy a million fucking times, and I couldn't, I didn't know his name. Uh, but he's, a, uh, you could look him up, uh, Leonard Moulton, uh, he's a, He's a, a huge critic and film historian, uh, but he puts it as that Tom and Jerry at this time in 1940 <clears throat> was very new and special, uh, short that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't trying to, it was going to change the course of what MGM cartoon production was going to be and ultimately what everyone else was going to start to try to do. Uh, now, Joe and Will both, so Hanna-Barbera, uh, both at the time of its release were told all right, well, I need a boy to come in here. Sit down. Hey, you, you, you listening to me? Are you listening to yeah, me, yeah, bitch? Yeah, 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 I'm listening. Okay, good. No more. That's the only one you're doing. Now get the fuck out of here. Fuck out. Okay. Good job. <coughs> <laughs> let me Now uh, let me go smoke and beat my wife. <laughs> and send the secretary in when you, when you leave. So... <laughs> Now, uh, this all changed when MGM received a letter from a businesswoman in Texas um, who asked, when are more of those cat and mouse shorts being produced? Uh, they were very funny. This and uh, multiple other requests of the kind that MGM had gotten uh, pretty much just gave them the boot and the ass that they needed to be like, all right, we need to make more of these cartoons with the cat and the mouse. Like, people... People really seem to enjoy it, so let's let's make more. Let's make more. So they did. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> and then they never stopped. Uh, no, no, it did not. Uh, so they end up pulling Hannah Barbera back in. They're like, "Hey, people really like this, so we want you to work on a series of shorts, and we'll just keep putting them out like everybody else is doing." People really seem to enjoy this cat and mouse you have. Now, they didn't like the Jasper and Jinx idea. They wanted to put their names on the show, just like they have Mickey Mouse's name coming up or Porky Pig's name coming up. They're like, these guys need to be named. Well, we named them Jasper and Jinx. That's fucking terrible. That's a terrible, terrible. We're going to hold a contest. <laughs> Whoever comes up with a better name wins. 
fifty dollars in nineteen forty money. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that Tom and Jerry, probably the best names of a dynamic duo besides Batman and Robin, was a contest winner? Yes. Yes, it was. To fifty dollars in nineteen forty money. <clears throat> Which, if we do the calculation, if that were 2020, I did uh, I did a little research. That would be a little over nine, $917 in today money. Wow. <laughs> they were giving people, a, like a thou- giving people close to $1,000 worth, an equivalent today, just to rename the characters. <laughs> wow. Uh, and John that. Carr. <laughs> and John Carr, names. who was... Uh, I I know you're good at names, but you didn't name them, so you didn't win the money for us. That's why we're here. <laughs> I didn't get the nine hundred. That's why we're here. So John Carr wins, uh, suggesting Tom and Jerry, uh, which the I, I tried to look this up. There were a few different articles and things I was able to find, uh, but the origin of Tom and Jerry is kind of debated. Uh, he like th- there's one there's one thing I read that said he based it off of uh, like a cat that he had as a kid, and he's like, oh look at Jerry. Um, another origin uh, that people have believed it to be that he kind of got the idea for uh, was Tom and Jerry used to be a slang term, uh, which referred to two people quarreling and like goofing around outside. And they're like, well, Tom and Jerry are just running around goofing and beating, like beating on each other. They're Tom and Jerrying it up. Like, yeah, Tom and Jerry. Why not? Uh, but wow. again, it's kind of just, just a pun on Tomcat. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's and see, and that's the other thing. That's what the other people were saying. He's like, "Well, it's Tom Cat, so Cat." But that's another origin was when I was the slang one. Like, there's a whole slew of things that people say. I guess, I mean, from what I was able to find, it wasn't really anything anybody kind of like confirmed or denied. I guess I don't know. Anyway, Puss get the boot. Uh, Puss gets the boot. Also got them uh, an Academy Award nomination for best short subject. Uh, but Joe and Will. Ooh. Are not credited on Puss Gets the Boot. No? No. So even though Hannah and Barbera themselves, that was their big short. That was the one, like, that took off, and it showed them that they're they're good at what they do. They can do this. Uh, but they weren't credited for Puss Gets the Boot. Really? <laughs> only, uh, only Quimby and uh, MGM themselves were credited. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I wonder Funny, why. right? They're because... probably like, ah, oh, these guys aren't going to do anything great. We'll just take their name you know why you don't get the credit because you're just a fucking animator and nobody cares about you they care about who's making the money (sighs) that's basically what it came down to but anyway Hannah and Barbera greenlit uh, for a second short film which comes out and is called The Midnight Snack ooh The Uh, Midnight Snack mm, sorry that coffee came back Uh, so 1941 that comes out uh, which is just again the, the Tom and Jerry pair you know, doing their thing, you know, running around the house. Jerry gets in the fridge, takes a snack. Tom chases him and chaos ensues. That formula itself can <sighs> continued on. Hannah and Barbara did this for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> this they did that. They did these shorts for 15 years on their career. Um. Now, Hannah and Barbera were also concerned uh, about how the characters would age when it first came out. Because if you watch Puss Gets the Boot, like, Tom is pretty much all gray. He has very scruffy fur. He only has white on his, really, his paws and just on the end of his tail. 
and Jerry was a, a bit more pudgy. He had really long eyelashes. They're like, you know, I don't really know how this is going to age as time goes on. Why don't we change the characters up a little bit? Uh, so eventually they changed it to oh. where Tom got some more white on his face. Uh, Jerry got slimmed down and they lost the big, long, bulgy eyelashes that they had. Uh, overall, they just went with a design they felt was going to be better uh, in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I currently, I Googled, I took the risk. And I googled uh, <laughs> "puss gets the boot," and believe it or not, nothing but Tom and Jerry. Really? Yeah, not a single vagina. Huh? Are you sure you looked up the right? Are you sure you typed it right? Puss gets the boots. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like a pervert. I'm just very surprised that nothing I, popped I up. am shocked that there is no porn on my phone right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pornhub, call us. We got an, uh, a title for you. We got a whole idea. <laughs> oh, God. Do, do, don't make me go to Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub, call us. So, anyway... Oh God! I'm just now. I'm thinking uh, of Tom and Jerry porn, where the girls like mouse. <laughs> Jared, what have you done to me? Oh Jesus Christ! All right, so hand up, Barbara. We need. Well, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move us past it. Just get back in the time machine. Close the door. We're fine. So hand up, Barbara produced 114 cartoons uh, for MGM. 13 were nominated for awards, and seven of them won uh, for best short films, uh, which oh. at the time. Uh, was breaking the winning streak held by Disney Studios for animated shorts. So they beat Disney. Oh, wow. That takes a lot <laughs> to do, especially nowadays. Oh, God, nowadays, I don't think any, I don't think anybody can do it. But back then, it was just... It was WB, Disney, and MGM just butting heads with these cartoons. Uh, so, yeah, and that was based all on the theatrical animated series. So all these little shorts that they had done. Now... Uh, Will uh, Hanna Barbera estimated that each short itself cost MGM fifty thousand dollars to produce. 50, so, 000. yes. So the duo, as they put it, uh, they took the time to do it right. Uh, basically, like we made sure that we had everything done and correct before we sent it to them, because that's fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> that we are going to be fucked on if we mess this up. Uh, so each cartoon took them about six weeks to make. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they took they took over a month just making these these little... Because I think Puss, Puss Gets the Food is only like maybe not even ten minutes long. Like, just o- over a month. They're like, we need to make sure that even the smallest detail is iron out uh, because they will chew our fucking ass out if we mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, and much like some other tunes that we have covered, uh, so like Ren and Stimpy, even regular show, when we covered that, uh, they do a similar thing that Tom and Jerry did, which I thought was kind of interesting looking into all this, because Hannah and Barbara never made a script for these shows. Instead, they would go scene by scene uh, to do the story. So it would just be like, okay, so we're going to start Jerry's in the fridge. All right, Jerry's getting a piece of cheese. Why not? Uh, now Tom here, uh, now we're going to show Tom in the kitchen, uh, and the fridge, oh, door opens, there's Jerry, all right, now here comes Tom, and then they just go from there, and so on and so forth. 
You know, um, this sounds very familiar to another show we've covered about not having a script and doing it scene by scene. Oh, you mean like regular show? Where all they no. did was do post-it notes? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly how they did it, too. Just like, all right, so here's Rigby in a hula hoop. All right, where do we go from here? Oh, I like that <laughs> picture. Let's put that one up. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of how they were working on it, too. But uh, you know where the problems come in? Where? So there are there's some problems that come in here, and it's kind of sad. So they were doing it this way, and uh, Quimby, as a f- uh, quick fact, uh, was credited as producer on all cartoons until 1955. Why till 1955? Well, kids. Why till 1955? As you've just tuned in, welcome to breaking news. We've just gained word of a promotion coming over the air. Anthony, what is this promotion we got in the forecast? Well, the promotion that I'm seeing here, if you would look at this giant green screen behind me, and as I point to imaginary numbers, we have have a promotion coming from... Unfortunately, that is in Latin, and I cannot read Latin. Oh, we apologize. Uh, the The editor is coming in now. It is StitcherPremium.com. What is that, Anthony? We have the information uh, coming through now. Well, you see, Stitcher Premium is a website, uh, Stitcher, the premium version of that. Sorry, yeah, Stitcher. Which allows you to listen to special content as well as ad-free. Uh, oh, really? So ad-free so I can go find any podcast I enjoy and I can listen to it without ads? Yes. Oh, my God. And what is the promotion that's running? Well, right now, if you go to stitcher.com slash you can get a free... Oh. Oh, we are getting another editor note. Oh, man, this is... Uh, I'm being told you're being fired. Uh, ah. <laughs> Anthony Burrito Man is now being fired. Um, and we're here to correct uh, what he just said, folks. It's actually StitcherPremium.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R Premium.com. You go over there, use promo code ODDCAST, you get your first 30 days free on us. So uh, a fun little thing there. Anthony, what are you going to do without your job? I'm going to go to Disneyland. Oh, Oh. (laughs) it's good to see. Good to see in the industry. You all have a wonderful day. Hey, guys, thanks for flipping over the channel. We're here to tell you about the other podcast that we run here at Oddcast uh, called Fireside Chats, where I sit and talk with friends. uh, And I'm always joined by my my good friend, co-host, Mr. James Asa here. What's up? Uh, and he's, uh, you know, I'm the favorite. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. I don't know about favorite, but we, uh, we run a podcast where, uh, we, you know, every, all the podcasts we run, they all kind of like teach you knowledge and we're trying, you know, we gossip over things and we tell you things about the histories of it for a little bit, you know, but, uh, fireside is just more like, we're just friends sitting down and catching up. And, uh, we, you know, we have some interesting conversations. Uh, we even bring up some news. It's casual. It is. It's a very casual thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, we hope you check that out. Uh, we go live every Saturday. Uh, so, you know, go check out the, you know, the, the Facebook pages and stuff like that. We're going to have an information come out with more about, you know, how this, how this show goes live. Uh, but come check out Fireside Chats. I implore you, please. I implore you. 
If you like casual conversations and some weird world news, <laughs> definitely a good place to come check out. We have fun. Oh, we That's have all that matters. Fun. Come have fun. Yeah, come have fun with a with a couple of people who have been friends for a really long time, and occasionally we'll have other friends that come on too, and they uh, they put their two cents in. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. So y'all have a great one. Go back check out the podcast. But after that, come check out Fireside. Come check out Fireside. Come on down. Come on. Do it. Nailed it. I <laughs> I I want to leave you here. Just to see what they do. Go ahead, leave me. Leave me like Vanessa and Frank. What? So, in come the 50s. <laughs> Television sets are making a boom in home entertainment. This causes issues for the studios, like Disney with Mickey and the gang. MGM with Tom and Jerry. And WB with Looney Tunes. So, budgets... Budgets had to be cut. <laughs> so MGM sends word down, and this is where it gets sad, folks. MGM oh, sends word oh, down oh. that, uh, hey, guys, so that television thing is, like, killing us. Uh, so we're <laughs> making budget cuts. <laughs> so uh, no more theat- big, huge theatrical things. We need you to do it for... Uh, we're going to cut the price. We'll say it half. We'll just say half. We're just going to cut it in half. You can work with that, right? Great. Now make these for TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they were uh, people were stopping to go to the theater when they could because they could stay home. And uh, I have a list of the TV shows that came out in the 50 eras of television. Are you ready? Oh, pray thee tell. <clears throat> in order of year released. I love Lucy in 1951. Oh, that's pretty. I, we hey, I know Lucy. We grew up. Well, I grew up. Uh, you kind of moved there, but I grew up right outside of where she grew and was born and raised. <laughs> where she was grew. <laughs> Little known fact: Lucille Ball was hatched from an egg. <laughs> Came out whole yes. eating chocolate. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> woof, woof. What's that? Lassie in 1954. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. What's that? Little Timmy's trapped in the well? No. Woof. What's that? I have cancer? Woof. My mom has cancer? Woof. Oh, the milkman's my dad. <laughs> Uh, Gunsmoke no, in uh, 1955. Fun fact. Oh. Uh, what's a fun fact? Uh, little Timmy never falls in a well. <laughs> in 571 episodes of Lassie, Timmy never once falls in a well. <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. Uh, Gunsmoke, uh, which, by the way, I just want to mention... Uh, Growing up around some of the, like, with some of my grandparents and uh, even my stepdad watched some of these. Uh, like, Gunsmoke in 1955, he watches the fuck out of Gunsmoke because it went on to, like, the 70s or so. Uh, but also Bonanza in 1959. 
But oh, which is, you know, <laughs> right, big haul. Uh, then they also have uh, Leave It to Beaver in 1957, also came out in that time era. Leave it to Beaver! What's he going to fuck up today? I don't know. Just leave it to Beaver! Another one to mention would be the Andy Griffith Show. Okay, I gotta say a little, another little tangent. Oh, uh, here we go. Did you know that Don that Knotts Andy was on the Griffith... Andy Griffith Show? Well, yes, he was. But yes. uh, so was Ron Howard. Andy Griffith is the main <laughs> character of Matlock. I'm sorry, what? You know, you know the show Matlock. Like yeah. The, the, the lawyer. That's Andy Griffith. Really? Yeah. I felt like a fool because I watched them separately and like, huh, that Madlock character looks kind of familiar. And it's like that. Also, remember how fucking (laughs) Mr. Salisbury hated the Andy Griffith theme? Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. I once once watched this man kick a student out of his room because they were (laughs) whistling it. He was a fun teacher just as for the things that would happen in that classroom. It was a fun class. Like you learn Ameri- like you learn history, but uh there would be a whole bunch of other shit that was going on that just made that class so much more enjoyable. Cause it was really easy to get him off topic. You'd be like, Alright, in nineteen forty what the hell is that? I'm like, I don't know, I'm just Hey, how about that neighbor you you, you keep having a problem with? Oh, this dumbass. I tell you the other day <laughs> <laughs> Super easy to do it. It was it was just the best way to get out of something that nobody was enjoying. If you could just get him going on about his neighbor, hey, whole class Mr. was over. Salisbury, did you see that car out there? It's called a cube, and it's square. What the fuck are you talking about? He didn't say fuck, but it's like, what are you talking about? And then he looked at the car, and then bitched about it. <laughs> and that was my that's one of my favorite memories of Mrs. Salisbury. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, good times. <clears throat> so, with the television and Tom and Jerry doing what they were doing, uh, Disney and WB followed suit. Uh, so, you got Mickey Mouse television cartoons, Bugs Bunny, and Looney Tune cartoons that started coming on as well. Uh, so, MGM orders that everything is now going to television, uh, which that debut was Touché, Pussycat, in December uh, of 1954. What the fuck is his name? Touché, pussycat. All right. Just shoves me... it up his ass. You know, Tom got hit in the ass a lot, like stabbed. I think like everyone stabbed him in the ass with some kind of knife or sword at some point. <laughs> or a needle. I mean, yeah, needle sense. was real popular. <laughs> Dude, they beat the shit out of each other. This week on a breaking 60 Minutes, Tom and Jerry, secret sadist? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be masochist. Oh, right. Because right, sadism is where you get off on other people's pain. So Jerry's the sadist. I, okay, so I was correct. Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> I was half correct. Could have just added that, you son of a bitch. Anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Touche Pussycat. Um, and ultimately, MGM found playing the the old shorts. Uh, 
they were watched uh, just as much and people liked them just as fucking much uh, as if they were making new ones. So, uh, that, so this lasted about, uh, uh we'll say three years, uh, cause May 15th, oh, 1957, okay. MGM says, all right, you can stop producing Tom and Jerry cartoons. Hanna-Barbera are fired and, uh, the icing studio entirely for animation, uh, closes. <laughs> they just shut it all down. Wow. It, it was an everything must go. Um, but Hanna-Barbera were fine. Uh, they made one last short uh, called Tot Watchers, uh, released August 1st of 1958, uh, where the pair, uh, you know, basically you said, like a babysitting. I thought you said Thought Watchers for a second there. <laughs> Tom and Jerry get wrecked while watching. They watch some Thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> uh, Welcome to welcome to Pornhub at midnight <laughs> tonight. Tonight we've got a special animation for you. Thought Watchers starring Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Watch it all the way through and get a special preview of Puss Gets the Boots. <laughs> Is Jerry can Jerry be a girl name? Sure. Or are we just making or are we just making gay porn? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I don't think so. I think you could I think you could work with that. Uh but yeah, so anyway, sorry folks, moving on. Uh so as we can see through the time machine the time time <laughs> got me all distracted. <laughs> <clears throat> through the time machine portal here, Hannah and Barbera are just fine. Um uh, because uh, because they had done so well with Tom and Jerry, they had been producing their own cartoons. Uh, so they just kind of exploded into Hanna-Barbera productions. And, uh, you know, we got classics like uh, Flintstones, The Jetsons, and then later on we get Scooby-Doo and the 800 million clones of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Man, I wonder if, if, if MGM's like, fuck... Like uh, you know, maybe zone. we shouldn't have let them guys go. You know, maybe we could have kept them on doing something, huh? We could have made that fox and hound one. They seem to be good at just making the same thing. <laughs> God, could you imagine having 20 different <laughs> Tom and Jerry's as, as opposed to Scooby-Doo's? Oh, God. <laughs> My question is, would they all be animals? Like a, t- a cat and a mouse, a fox and a hound? Or would they like switch it up and have some weird combination, like, like a moose and a beaver? Or uh... <laughs> okay, I didn't, I didn't think you were going there because you said, do they all have to be animals? I thought you were gonna say, you know, like a, a dude and a car. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I wonder where you went, and then he said, you know, instead of animals, like they should do like a moose and an eagle. Yeah, you know, they, you know, are, well, are they all animals like moose and a beaver, or or could they not be animals? You know, you could have like uh, not a car and a guy, but like uh, a Mexican, I don't know, a monkey a and a handgun. He's got a gun. <laughs> like no monkey, stop, stop, monkey, don't pull the trigger. <laughs> well, you see, the problem there is it was actually an ape. <laughs> Apes together strong. 
and then they spawn the the planet of the Apes before anyone else gets their hands on it. So, uh, yeah, Tom and Jerry, it just stops. It goes away. It's just gone here in America. It's gone away. Hannah and Barbara go off on their own. They start making their own stuff. Uh, Tom and Jerry just reruns nonstop because there's 114 things and a few other... And then, you know, and then uh, I think at the, and then a few more tossed on top of it. So they're like, you know, we can just rerun all these. We'll be fine. But they don't go away forever because it did no, get brought back. Bef- <laughs> it got brought back before it got brought back here. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> it's 1961. So put that in the time machine. 1961, okay. You said 1691 in the Crusade area, right? 1961, dear God, please hit the button. Ah, uh, okay. Alright. I can't even take a sip of coffee. <clears throat> <laughs> so, 1961. <clears throat> MGM revives the show. They contract the work to Rembrandt Studios in Europe. Can you guess where in Europe? Can you say uh... the country? I'm going to say Transylvania. Kazakh. Czechoslovakia. Czech. Czechoslovakia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I okay, can't. So I have a hard called... time trying to say that word because it's just very long and confusing when I looked at it. And it... You can tell me how it's old a hard it is word. because uh, <coughs> Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore. See, I, I immediately knew that. Like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I haven't. Why do I feel like that's not a country anymore? <laughs> they split. I'm pretty sure because I know they changed. Oh, to Russia owns it. The, the Czech it's Republic and Slovakia for a while. But I think yeah, Slovakia does. I'm pretty sure it's just all Russia now. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, and what's not Russia over that way uh, is going to Will be Russia. Will soon be a Russia, comrade. Yeah, it's just how it's. <laughs> Just how they seem to work. Anyway. Uh, we went for the same stupid joke. <laughs> so Rembrandt produced 13 shorts. Uh, and they were directed by William L. Jean. Uh, sorry. William L. Jean Deitch. Uh, and produced by Will Snyder. Or, sorry. I Sorry. Sorry. Let's back up. Anthony, can you rewind it to 19? Can you rewind it to 10 seconds ago? Dude, we're going to miss the yellow to here and flip it and reverse it. Alright, good. So it's Gene Deitch, produced by William L. Snyder. Uh, which, uh, Gene Deitch, uh, he did a lot of uh, early Popeye cartoons. And fun fact, that I I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> how how went down is a rabbit Jessica hole. Rabbit doing? <laughs> Gene Deitch and William L. Snyder, if their names sound familiar to other nerds out there, and you're just like, why can't I put my finger on it? They did the animated Hobbit movie. Oh my fucking god! And uh, the reason I went down a rabbit hole is when I looked into that, I was like, "Is it the one?" I think. Turns out that William L. Snyder was the one that originally had the rights to the Hobbit, and they were going to lose the rights. So he went up to Gene and he's like, "Gene, my friend, we need to make a movie or we lose rights." Oh no, we don't let them lose rights. So he made it. He made the Hobbit in thirty days just to not lose the novel rights. Wow, that's fucking dedication right there. Yeah, but anyway, these guys made Tom and Jerry, and uh, 
as far as I was able to know, because I, I don't remember any of the ones like they describe in here, um, and there's a good reason why, but uh, it's uh, because it's, uh, how do we put this? It was the 1960s, and um, okay. uh, they uh, America and Russia had the Cold War kind of stuff going on, you know, like, we've yeah, just always been... Russia's- We've just always been at odds with Russia, but the uh, as it's put, it was behind the Iron Wall, so the U.S. didn't get any of these. Ah, the Iron Curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just I, you know, there's there was no getting to America. It was just over there. Like, uh, they weren't good. Let's put it that way. Uh, these are considered the worst era in Tom and Jerry. Uh, and Gene Deitch, I do give him credit. He did say. That uh, they never had a chance to succeed uh, because they were on a very small budget. I'll go over it here. But if they were on a smaller budget, it wasn't very good. And uh, he he really feels that they could have done better if they were given more of an opportunity. <clears throat> but uh, Gene himself, he had grown up not liking Tom and Jerry at all, thinking it was needlessly violent. <clears throat> My mind changed after I was assigned to work on show. I realize no one takes that seriously. It's just exaggeration on human emotion. Like when I shoot this guy in chest. See, it's exaggeration of human emotion because I'm angry. Now he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were about to say that he's exaggerating his emotion by being dead. No, I take serious route. Now that's... And uh, he he felt it had connections to, uh, like, David and Goliath kind of feel to it. Which, as he put, that's where we feel the connection. Even the little guy can win, or at least survive to fight another day. Yeah, but does he have the power of God and a sling and a little pebble? Yes. The animation at the studio is more... uh, how it's put is more rigid and clunky in nature. Uh, they had only they had only seen a handful of original Tom and Jerry cartoons. Like everything they're basing this off of, they hadn't really seen like any of it. Because again, things really aren't that well between the U.S. and Russia. I don't think it ever has been. I just be honest. I don't think it ever has been. I'm pretty sure this has just always been the norm. But anyway, <laughs> it's what it fucking seems like. Anyway. Uh, so there was uh, there were a lot of differences uh, overall between the two, um, and they were only really released in Russia uh, in the '60s because again there was nothing in Russia that was really being allowed to come here, and vice versa. Um, so 1961, Tom and Jerry became uh, the highest-grossing animated short film series of the time, but that's not including Gene. So let's just pause there. It's not including Gene. His doesn't even count. This is all Hanna-Barbera's <laughs> stuff that they did. But get this. Because of all those reruns, right? Do you know who had held the title for highest grossing animated short film series? 16 years straight. Just before Tom and Jerry? Uh, I'm going to guess it's Mary Time Melpolis. That is correct. The Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes. Uh, Tom and Jerry beat them in 1961. And then again in 1962. Oh, wow. Know your place, bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Know your place, trash. Uh, 
So, uh, uh, Deeches, uh, were not in this, as I mentioned. Uh, they weren't released really anywhere outside of Russia, as I said before. Um, and, uh, again, his words were that it never really had a chance, uh, because, uh, they were do. uh, <clears throat> sorry. We were doing this in 60s on a smaller budget. Now, uh, let's do a throwback. How much were the, the shorts that they were doing short films with? 50,000? Yeah, right? 50, and it took about yeah. a week, I believe you said. Uh, six weeks, but, you know, six good weeks. enough. <laughs> well, that was a little off. A little off. Okay. A little off. A little off. And, uh, you know, when they when they shipped it over to Russia, what kind of budget do you think they gave them? Well, knowing Russia, it was probably half potato, half vodka. And then, like, two whole American dollars. Yeah, I mean, equivalently compared to the 50000 that they, they had for the other shorts they did, yeah, because they were only given $10,000. Um, and we're told in the same window of time and in the same thing that they were doing, they wanted that done again. Uh, so obviously that wasn't going to fucking happen. Uh, but again, they feel that if they had more time and a better cost budget, that they could have done better. They just they just didn't have anything available to them to do so. Um, and these were actually were released uh, in a 2015. 2015! 2015? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were released in a 2015 DVD Gene Deitch collection. 2015. <laughs> I want to uh, reiterate. <laughs> from that, 1961. Now, I'm, not, I'm not good at math. But you said they it was the 60s. Yeah, 1961 to 1963. So that's and, uh, we didn't uh, get it till 2015. 70 years. Yeah, they released an official Tom and Jerry in 2015. Like, fuck. Fucking hell. I want to watch these now. Yeah, you know, I did look up a little bit. Uh, it's definitely different. It's more like uh, they go on, like, like there's, like, a cruise ship. Uh, they I had read also that they replaced uh, Tammy Two-Shoes with... Uh, we had, like, a, a, a white male owner that was very abusive. Like, they took well, the opportunity so to beat the shit out of Tom any possible way. <laughs> But as I said, from 1957, there was there were no new Tom and Jerry. Like everything was just dead on the American side. We weren't getting any new Tom and Jerry's. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, that's when we get to 1963, which will continue in part two. But we're going to at least acknowledge what comes in 1963 to 1967. A little man goes by the name Chuck Jones. Ooh, very famous man, if I recall. Oh, uh, really? Is he, Anthony? What did he do? What What can we attribute Chuck Jones to? Well, probably his most well-known thing out there is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which starred uh, Tony the Tiger singing the song. Uh, yes, and what else, Anthony? Um, well, Chuck Jones, let me, uh... Uh, let me just, just dig in your computer banks. Yeah, dig yeah, in your memory banks. As I'm just pretending that I don't actually know, and I'm just trying to stall to find something really obscure. He's broken. <laughs> okay, I can't really broken. find anything really obscure. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Yes, he was he was doing Looney Tunes for 30 years before he came over to do this. He'd been doing Looney Tunes for 30 years. 
Uh, and apparently he also worked on Gremlins 2. Huh, you see, I I didn't know he was on Gremlins 2. That, sli- that slipped through my... Huh. Anyway, uh, so yes, as I said, we'll pick more that we'll really dive into Chuck Jones' Tom and Jerry uh, in part two. But yes, uh, you know, it was from 1957. There was no Tom and Jerry. It was just reruns. Everybody had seen, we've all, you know, I think everybody's seen the Hanna-Barbera run of Tom and Jerry that really popularly played. But then Chuck Jones comes along in 1963 um, after having a, a falling out with WB. And uh, from what I was, uh, you know, from what I was looking at, uh, yeah, but he was basically fired. Like, they were just like, all right, yeah, you know, <laughs> it was another cut thing of like, all right, well, we're going to stop making new ones. We're just going to do like what these guys are doing. We can just play the same shit. Doesn't matter. There's a ton of them. But uh, but MGM looks at it and is like, you know, we could use some fresh animation in here to start winning more awards and shit. So they pull Chuck Jones on and he begins working on a brand new reopening and brand new series of Tom and Jerry cartoons. And we'll continue that in part two. If you'll flip to the next page in your book, we will catch you next week while I struggle to find the page. So, uh, Jared, I have a very important question for you. Yes. Who is your favorite Tom and Jerry character? Spike. That is the correct answer. That is also <laughs> mine. <laughs> Gotta love Spike and Tyke. If you come near my kid again, cat, I'll kill you. I'll skin you alive. I have not slept in days. If I wake up... I have not slept in days. Days. If you wake me up one more time, I'm gonna skin you alive. That's one of my fucking favorite episodes. It's just <laughs> Jerry trying to wake up Spike. <laughs> like, first uh, off, yeah, let's I'm, all admit, because we're adults now, Jerry's an asshole. Oh, Jerry's a straight up dick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Jerry looks all cute and innocent, but he's a straight asshole. Like, you all rooted for him as a child. I did, I did. I, I hated Tom with an ungodly amount of passion. Except, I, the one thing I did admire about Tom is his over-elaborate plans. <laughs> Alright, now there's gonna be a candle and a string over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's gonna drop a bowling ball. <laughs> And then that bowling ball is going to roll down a track and knock over some dominoes. Ooh, I'm so bad. And then it's going to flip this spoon. And then I'm going to catch him with this bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Can't just catch him with a bucket. No, you got to make an over-elaborate plan that's going to be easily backfired by the the mouse. And, uh, you know, possibly hurt you in the process. But of course. You got a Wile E. Coyote, that shit, man. That's like Cartoons 101. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's the beginning of Tom and Jerry. Um, and, uh, hey, Anthony. Yes, Jared. Do you remember... The 21st night of September. Very good. Uh, But we do thank you all for listening. 
Um, and, you know, we hope we uh, can bring some laughs, as we always say. And I hope you'll stick around for us in part two, because we're going to get into the Chuck Jones stuff. And that's where we get Spike. And we get all this other fun shit that Tom and Jerry is known for. Like, it's yeah. good times. You know, if, if, if they haven't laughed, I, I know a really good joke. Oh, tell us the good joke okay. while you hit the time it, machine it, button back home. Yeah, it's a knock-knock joke. All right. Okay. But I need you to start it. Knock-knock. Who's there? I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who's <laughs> there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Best way to pull a joke on someone. Make them start a knock-knock joke they aren't prepared for. I hate you. I hate you so much right now. No, no. I do uh, have another good dog knock joke. Are you ready? Knock, oh, knock. do you? Yeah, Who's knock, there? Knock. It's the police. Your son's been hit by a drunk driver. No, He's dead. No. <laughs> That's not a very good joke. How about another joke, Jared? Jared. No, I think we bad enough for your joke. So the reason that's making me laugh, uh, Anthony had sent uh, sent everyone uh, this fucking video (laughs) (laughs) of the the end Joker scene between him and Robert De Niro, and uh, but it's Robert De Niro's voice by Winnie the Pooh and Joaquin Phoenix's voice by Goofy. (laughs) It was the dumbest shit. The thing that got me though was the ending. (laughs) Because to me, right, when it was building up to that, I was like, oh, he's going to say you get what you fucking deserve, but it's going to be in a goofy voice. This could be interesting. <laughs> what I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah, you get what you fucking deserve. That's <laughs> like that killed me because I was waiting for it. It was just like, oh, here it comes. He's reaching into his belt. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> I was like, no. And props to that, the voice actor. You can oh, feel the same emotions on. in Goofy with Joaquin Phoenix. It was super great. Oh. <laughs> I saw also, that. Also, I'm, like, uh, I'm not even watch this yet. I'm just going to share this immediately. It's going to be great. I love Goofy dubs. <laughs> so uh, another one, uh, another thing I would recommend to people, uh, if you have Netflix, uh, if you remember a show on Adult Swim at any point called Children's Hospital. Oh my God, yeah. Netflix has a series that uses Children's Hospital, which is a made apparent right off the bat when it first takes place in Children's Hospital. Medical Police. (laughs) It's a (laughs) spinoff. Wow. Starts off in. I'm shocked that it got a (laughs) spinoff. Right? It starts in the hospital and then it it just changes into Medical Police. Uh, but it has the same same comedy as Children's uh, Hospital. Like, uh, the clown, like, he comes in, and he's like, hey, we're going down to the zoo. The new baby koalas are going to be born. You coming? And then he comes back later in the day. He's like, yeah, I got kicked out of the zoo for trying to steal the baby koalas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But why would he try to steal the baby koala? Doesn't he know it has chlamydia? You know, when I saw that scene come on, the first thing I thought of was you. <laughs> I'm glad I've. Every time you think of koalas, now on you'll have to think of me. You know, you got like Steve Irwin. You think of crocodiles. Oh, I think of stingrays. Alan Poe. 
because that was a traumatic day for me. When you said that. I don't know. You'll be able to see the audio. You can see me cut out. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm leaning on a pillow. I'm looking at the wall. I physically turned to my computer and <laughs> gave you a dirty look for saying that. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. I know you you're didn't welcome, mean it in a terrible way, but it just, it just got me. I'm just like, you did not. Uh, so anyway. Um, I would suggest going to check it out. Medical Police. I had I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, other than that, though, uh, I don't think I have any other recommends really. Um, I know Fireside. We're gonna we're gonna update on uh, on the Rainbow Six talk in the beginning. Just a real quick thing there because uh, I found out about the operators after the show. Because as I had said in the episode, like it was gonna be revealed, but then they did. So I was like, hey, you know, we'll just the beginning of it. Uh, but also, thanks to our friend Dylan Kelly uh, for pointing out that they held their, they're doing the finals on the championship with Rainbow Six, and uh, the finals were on, so he had mentioned that, and I went and checked that out, so I'll also be covering a little bit on that, uh, about who won, and uh, how fucking intense it is, uh, why me as a gamer, the kind of gamer I am, I don't play ranked in competition, like, eh. I never play ranked, fuck So ranked. out of my depth. <laughs> First off, Jared, no offense, but... You need a full team of good people that you know, and none yes. of your friends know. Yes. That is correct. Um, but anyway, guys, we'll catch you all next week. Uh, just remember that uh, Tom and Jerry, despite any of its flaws in those early shorts and whatnot, racism, um, <laughs> they're still <laughs> they're still good, and they shouldn't be judged for that. You know, it's just... Uh, they, you know, they put that warning in front of like Looney Tunes and stuff now, and I get it, because uh, I mean, it's the times have definitely changed, and people take offense to really anything, yeah, uh, even it, if it's it from a, a long time. time ago. Which I guess it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but in consideration of how how society has come uh, come along since these came out, there's definitely some changes. Uh, but they're still worth a watch. They're still they're still just good old Tom and Jerry. Either way, I don't care. I don't care. It's just a cat chasing a mouse and a bunch of shenanigans. Uh, but yeah. See you all next week. Take care. Goodbye. Anthony, don't forget to turn off the time machine this time. Because last time you didn't turn it off. And I woke up shitting my pants because there was a primitive man sniffing my ass. And I oh, couldn't figure just, out why. That's just Unga Punga. He's got to do that every now and then. You need to send him home. He's going to die. No, he gets he... the common cold, and he will die. If I can keep him alive, I can bring back a dodo. It's a noble cause. Anthony, might I remind you what happened when you brought back the Velociraptor? Do, do we remember what happened? I, I'm sure we do, but luckily Philip doesn't. It got bird flu and died? Do you remember this? Do you want this to happen with him? The dodo must live, even dodo if Unga must... Punga must be here. Hey guys, just wanted to say thank you for listening to Oddcast, and if you appreciate the show, you can go over to that patreon.com and you can find more episodes, 
Uh, we have new firesides coming out every weekend, and we're going to keep doing our double shows. Anthony has a third show in the works. We really hope you're enjoying it. And if you do, leave us a like, leave us a review, and overall, I hope you have a wonderful day.